We're so glad you found us here at the Leadership After Hours podcast. If you're finding value in this content, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. This allows us to spread the modern leadership revolution. Plus, you don't want to miss out on a single weekly episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. Real talk with real leaders committed to creating better companies and a better world. Presented by Stronger Leaders, Stronger Profits with your host, Sean Patton. All right, welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. I'm here with Brandon Cantrell, who is a self-described AI enthusiast. Yes. But I met Brandon by going to one of your talks Mm -hmm. at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center on AI. And uh, yeah, it was really good, really intriguing. Obviously, it's a a hot button topic. It's a topic that's affecting everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, well, let's, let's get it. And I, I need more time. I need more time with Brandon <laughs> to talk AI. So here we are. So thanks for being here, man. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so what got you into your, I guess your interest in, in artificial intelligence? So I'm just a naturally curious person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anytime there's something that like grabs my attention, I'm like, I need to know more about this. So probably Last year, around this time, around June, I started looking into generative technology because for OpenAI, G- GPT-3 has been around for longer than people have probably realized. Um, and then ChatGPT happened around November, and I started playing with that. And from there, I'm like, this is going to be game changing. I need to figure out everything that I can about mm-hmm. it, learn as much as I can about it, and see where I can go from there. Yeah, but, yeah, that's earlier, you know, I think I've heard the term, I think a lot of people have, you know, heard the term artificial intelligence, but up until very recently, it seemed like it was, it was this thing that was happening in like laboratories and Silicon Valley. It was all this like, oh yeah, all the techies are dealing with this. And it just seems like it, you know, it just exploded in sort of the, the lay person's world here, mm-hmm. you know, within this year. Yep. Yep. And I think that's partially due or mostly due to chat GPT, mm-hmm. uh, just people getting their hands on it and realizing like, oh, this is, you know, something that I can interact with and get answers that I normally couldn't couldn't get on like Google. Mm -hmm. Uh, And literally like the more you throw at it, the more you realize, oh, this is actually super duper like game changing. So it's like my first thing that I did with it was do a meal plan. So Mm -hmm. I cook in my household like pretty much every night. And so I was like, you know what, let's see if we can create a meal plan. So I typed in, I'm like, hey, give me a meal plan. That spit out. And then from there, I tried to tweak it a little bit more. I'm like, okay, well, I have high cholesterol and I need a low cholesterol meal plan and I need, you know, breakfast and dinner. And it started spitting out things. And then I just kept throwing things in. It kept giving me things back that worked. I still use that today to do my meal planning week wow, to week. Yeah. And um, all the nutritionists and dietitians right now are like, no, <laughs> not us too. <laughs> so, so fortunately, I do have a nutritionist friend and basically asked her, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? And she's like, yeah, this is, this is mostly good. Yeah. So that's one of the things like that I tell people all the time, even though you will get an answer a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you do need to watch out for, you know, non-real answers right. and check with the experts still, because sometimes you can get some things that may sound good, but are not true. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, that's such an interesting use case, you know? So before maybe dive into sort of the more business and you know, leadership and how that affects the leadership side of business or other organizations, stuff like that. Yeah. Just what are, what are some other ways you've seen, you know, just person to person? It's like, I'm, how do I use not necessarily in my professional life, but in my personal life, what are some ways you found that we can use that to become more efficient or optimize or increase our our capabilities? 
Absolutely. So if you are comfortable with giving up some of the information, there I think there are a lot of things you can do. So my son, five years old, I use ChatGPT originally to generate stories, bedtime stories for him, just incorporating his interests and things that I want him to learn. So he's the type that if he can't do something the first time, he's like, this is pointless, you know, at a time. And you know, I really wanted to get across like, hey, you need to per- persevere a little bit more. You need to practice a whole lot more. And I weave that into stories for him about monster trucks and other things. And that was another use case where I'm like, okay, this is going to be really, really good. I actually turned that into an app after that because I'm like, so many people can benefit from yeah. creating stories that weave in, you know, your child's interests as well as, you know, things that you want them to learn about. So that was one of my more favorite use cases. Yeah. AI for parenting. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you get into like more business things, Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of different things that you could do. Or before we even get to that, like if you get an email and you're not sure how to respond to it, if you want to take some of the more personal things out of it and then feed it into chat GPT and say, Hey, you know, I want to respond to this email in a professional or fun tone. It can spit out a really good draft for you to take and then maybe like edit, which is one thing that I suggest to people. And literally, I think you could do it with anything that you're already doing, right? If you, let's say if you use Google a lot, I think you could replace ChatGPT with Google to a degree Mm -hmm. Uh, and things that you would normally Google and get back, you know, a page of results. Now you get a very succinct answer if you're using any of the generative technologies. And I think that's really, really beneficial as well. Yeah. So I, you know, I've heard how that is, how much AI is going to change, you know, the way we interact with the internet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so much from, you know, it's, it's almost like the the days of the search engine are are coming to a close or, or potentially coming to a close as more people get comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, is that how you see this instead of having web pages that they're just going to scroll a bunch of data and give us information back? Like, is this, is this the death of the web page? The um, landing page? I think we're inter- entering a very interesting time. I don't think it's going to happen like maybe overnight, maybe in like 10 years from mm-hmm. now, maybe sooner given the speed of everything. But I do think for any you know, entity that has proprietary data that they want to trade with other organizations. I really think having a way to get data to others is kind of the the way that we're going to go. So, mm. you know, at some point, I think we'll evolve to everybody having some type of either AI assistant or AI agent mm. that can go out and do certain tasks that, you know, would benefit you to have that time back, mm. whether that's like using emails or other processes that you want to let go of that can mm-hmm. be fully automated. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where we're going to go over time. What would be some examples of those tasks that you think people would first go to, to use their AI assistant? You could do a lot of different things, whether that's answering emails, like I said earlier, or not even completely answering emails. You can use a variety of prompts. And whenever you have an email come in, you can do things like, hey, let's run a sentiment analysis on this. Let's pull out relevant details if this like if this is a like a sales email and you're like, okay, I'm getting sales information. I want GPT to parse the information that I want and I want it to go, you know, to a table where that is given to me so I can know like, hey, I received five emails yesterday. You know, ChatGPT has ranked these in priority. This one, this top line is ESPN and they want to buy 50 shirts from my t-shirt business mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And 
I think emails is probably one good way to go. Mm. Could you also have that do features? Like say you're, I'm picturing like a friend, maybe just a consumer base, right? Like, you know, you go to like a company's website, you go to like Apple, right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to compare the, the M1 chip with the M2, with the M Pro Max, you know, and it gives you like the chart of the characteristics so you can sort of mm-hmm. compare. So what I'm hearing is that like, if you send out an email, either B2B or, you know, as a consumer, you could actually say, hey, I, I want to look at these features and you get back emails from, hey, I'm looking for this product or I'm looking for this service. And then you could have it sort of sort those and put that in like a product, like, like specification table. Is that something like that? For sure. You could do that. You could also do something with your own chat bot. So mm. that's one thing I'm really, really interested in right now and trying to figure out how this can be applied to as many businesses as possible. But if you have, let's say your product catalog, maybe your FAQs, mm-hmm. and you feed that to a custom chat bot, then on your landing page, you can just have a little bubble in the bottom right, like everybody mm-hmm. does now. But it's also hooked up to you know GPT, and you can have custom answers, and people can have conversations that bring back like comparisons of different products mm-hmm. that GPT already knows about. And from there, through that conversation, of course, as a business, you could save that information, you can parse it, you can, you know, put a customer on a certain path, like, you know, they like this MacBook, this phone, and we want to market to them in a certain type of way. So I think that's kind of one way we could go. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So you're using that conversation AI is having as a way to sort of sort your target market segment out mm-hmm. and then give it more a customized sales copy back, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can shape that too. You know, if your business or entity, you know, has not a fun tone, or if you have a fun tone, of course you could use that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the, the funeral home grabs the wrong brand voice. And all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> it's a little too happy about this right now. You know, we're, sure. we're, so we're, we're happy to see you today. Great day. You're like, it's not, I'm calling my uncle. This sucks. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now that's, no, that's really, that's really interesting. So yeah, I think Okay. So for individuals, we've got, you know, you can use it for emails, create your own chat bot, apparently, you know, use it for parenting, creating customized bedtime stories, which I love. I mean, mm-hmm. how great is that, right? Like to in real time, put together a customized story to get across interests and messaging and have somebody else do that. That's amazing. For sure. For sure. And hands down, my son loves it every time. He's like, you know, make up a new story. I don't, I don't necessarily want these books. Yeah. Make up now, a new one. Now, are so. you showing him his chat GPT or does he think that is just like an amazing storyteller? You're like, well, let me, let me, let me think about that one for a minute, son, and go back and go back. All right, here, I've got it. You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm working on introducing a lot of things to him. I really want to get him into coding as early as possible. So yeah. I've been trying to incorporate some elements into mm. the things that I talked to him yeah. about, but what I do is actually I convert these already to like PDF. So I mm-hmm. generate images. So it's like a PDF I can have on a phone or a tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, you know, send it to my lady and either one of us could, you know, pull up that PDF and then we're like, hey, here's a story. Here's a story today. Yeah. Man, that yeah, that's awesome. And then I mean, it's it's so interesting because I was like, hey, what are the you know top ways people can use this? But then as I start to even ask it, it almost seems like it's like a silly question. I mean, or it's not it's it's it depends on the person, right? Cause you're mm-hmm. talking about, you created a nutrition plan with it. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking already, you know, I used to own a gym. So it's like, Oh, workout plans, workout you know, plans. Hey, here I'm, I'm this, I'm this person. I'm trying to get this result. I'm trying to do that boom workout plans, right? Like I want to do these types of workouts for sure. You know? For sure. And it, even if you were like a trainer, you could add that to your arsenal already. If other people don't want to do that, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to put that work in, that's why mm-hmm. they are hiring you in the first yeah. place. So you could build custom plans for, you know, every single client that you have. And 
Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of a, a, a friend of mine who was a, a former client that I kind of helped get this company started, but him and his wife are killing it right now with a fitness and nutrition business mm-hmm. and, you know, doing plans and custom plans. And I, I'm not sure if they are using it, but in my head already, I'm like, man, the amount of, you'll be able to service so many more clients than mm-hmm. even if you have kind of a, a few shells of say a workout nutrition plan and you feed in a couple pieces of data, like age, sex, you know, goals, but this is a way you can get a, a much more customized option for something like that in a, in a with a lot less work. For sure. Especially if you have a conversational agent in place to talk to somebody to really figure out what it is they want. Cause you can go much deeper than, you know, age, couple of their goals. You can figure out what really suits them and really tailor it to them. So, mm-hmm. and I think that can be applied to every business right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's like it, it, with, with AI, it's one of those things where it's so exciting. And I think for a lot of people, and I, I don't know where I am on this bucket, maybe somewhere in between, but it's almost in some ways so powerful, or at least it's, it's so diverse in what it can do that it's almost like too much. It's almost like, I don't even know where to start, you know? So if you have someone who is looking at how I want, I, I know I need to get, I need to, I can use AI. I know it can make me more efficient at work and with my family life and everything. Like what, where do they start? So if someone's like listening, they're like, all sounds awesome, but they're, they're kind of like me. They're like, but it's so much. I don't even know where, where to even go with this. You know, what would you tell that person in terms of like how they should get started? So they're not so maybe overwhelmed and they use it effectively. Yeah. I would just start with chat GPT. I would mm-hmm. get on the chat GPT website and then I would use that for a whole day. Like I would sit at my computer maybe for three or four hours and ask all of the types of questions that, you know, are relevant to me mm-hmm. and my current workflow or things that I'm interested in and just see the results. And then from there, you could probably build on some more complex things and looking to uh, specific tools that may be tailored towards some of the things that you may want to automate or need help with. Mm-hmm. So, but just using ChatGPT on a Saturday afternoon from like, for like three hours, mm-hmm. I think you'll really get more clarity on how you should personally use it. Right. Just one of those tools you just kind of need to get your hands dirty with and mm-hmm. and really get into to kind of understand. I, I can totally see that. We're, one use case we're using it for, and I'm trying to figure out more ways to use it, is we're currently developing a leadership development program for companies. That's a combination of software and human-based mm-hmm. that supports leadership development in a uniform way across and within an organization, even if they are remote or hybrid, mm-hmm. and also follows the science of andragogy, which is the science of adult learning. Because most of us in companies, they we try to teach adults like children, and that's why it doesn't work, right? We try to, you know, <laughs> so there's a few things. So one of them is like, we learn through stories. So the one of the use cases we're using is we're taking the the content we're teaching, the lesson we want to get out of it, and then I'm using it to write a short story mm-hmm. in a fictional form of of someone who's like overcoming or experiencing those those that topic or that that development question, and then we're asking questions about that, right? So it's developing. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to write a show. I'm like, you know, I'm sitting I'm sitting there. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to come up with a, the perfect story for my kid that at night. Just like I'm not going to come up with a perfect story about self awareness in an hour, you know. Yeah. So I'm having to write that, and then hopefully soon, maybe you can tell me then I'm actually, we're going and creating like a whiteboard explainer video of the thing and then mm-hmm. have an AI voice read it. So we're using it to help speed up that process, but how close are we are, are to having, I know that obviously the, the, the pictures the AI pictures also is like all over the place. It's been used like crazy. How close are we to not just having like an avatar talk, but 
an actual AI be able to create an animation giving a script? I mean, is there already things doing that right now? I think there are. I know uh, it's like on the cusp. I've heard some things like they're coming, they're not, but I didn't know if we were at the point where like pretty soon you're going to be like, you know, make a 90 minute feature film that, you know, features blah, blah, tells these stories. It creates a script and then all of a sudden it just makes movies for us. Like how far away is that? You think? Given the pace of AI innovation, <laughs> there's really no telling. I could say a year and it could come up much quicker than that easily. But I've played with a couple of different tools. One of those is the Wondery Studio, which I think is backed by Spielberg. Okay. And the main function of that application is you have a, a recording of a human doing things. You can swap out the human for CGI, um, mm-hmm. like a CGI character, and you can put any character that you want in there. And that turns around pretty quickly, which isn't the full, like, generate this mm-hmm. uh, scene for me. And I think currently the best that I've seen is probably by Runway ML. Mm-hmm. And they have a text-to-video right now that I think is in alpha, or mm-hmm. is in alpha because I have access to it. But the most it can do currently is generate Four second videos mm. that are they're they're okay, but yeah. we're but we're we're all, we're a long way from that. So I think if you look at something like Mid Journey with their pictures a year ago, their pictures were like, oh, this is going to be good, you know, someday. Even though you know all of the humans have you know spaghetti fingers and everything that you generate, <laughs> but over the over the last year, you know, they have progressed tremendously. Like their model has gotten so much better and the pictures look so much better now. I would expect that to happen as well on the video side as well. So maybe a year or so, I mm-hmm. think probably well before that, we're going to have, let's say maybe like minute videos that you could probably mm-hmm. create from text. Again, I don't know how good they'll be just yet, but I think it's we're crazy to there. think about the the speed that they're coming up with, you know, things like that and, and use case. So, I mean, there's so many different ways I want to go. And so I'm trying to say where I want to go first with this. Cause it's like, as you get into, you know, let's just talk schools, right? There's so many different topics. Let's start schools. So when it comes to things like, you know, essays and, you know, original thought now on, mm-hmm. on items and, and you've got kids that are going to go into school where AI, by the time your son's in middle school, high school, it's, it's gotta be fully integrated. Like it's just, it's going to be in a way that we haven't even thought of before. So what do you see those changes in terms of, learning and teaching academia and testing, you know, how does I, how does AI change the way we even view those, those tasks? I think it is needed there. So another use case for me personally, I was curious about getting better at programming algorithms, right? Mm-hmm. And I was going through a conversation and whenever I do a conversation, I may say, Hey, you know, just teach me about algorithms in Python. And I want you to start at level one and ask me questions to check my knowledge. And from there, just escalate until we hit the most cutting edge of technology and make sure I understand, you know, along the way. And while doing that, I want you to teach it to me using basketball parables. Like I only want to learn about this from the perspective of, you know, basketball players. And it can do that already. So for you know, students now, I think what the future is going to hold is maybe agents. So Mm -hmm. each child, each person that wants to learn could have their own AI that over time is trained on how you want to learn because everybody does learn differently, as well as like any subject that you want to learn. So like a personalized Mm -hmm. situation where you can progress as you want to, or as, you know, the system dictates we should progress. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think a a one-on-one AI agent 
will probably be the future for everybody. So, yeah. So what you're saying is that eventually we could, everyone could just be homeschooled by an AI, AI agent throughout uh, the day. I don't even know if I would want it to be homeschooled because we'd still need human interaction, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it benefits, especially young children, to be yeah. around their peers. So I hope it doesn't go to, <laughs> to the homeschooled, but I definitely think that it gives children a way to learn specifically. And you don't, you wouldn't have necessarily teachers that, you know, have to tailor a lesson plan around like 60% of the classroom instead of, yeah. you know. But it reminds me of almost like a Montessori model, right? Where, you know, the kids get to kind of pick what they want to learn. And then mm-hmm. usually it's in a group or individually, but it's almost like you could have an individualized monastery school with a teacher just supervising like, okay, everyone picks some topic from history, these dates, which, you know, do you want to learn about, you know, Egypt or do you want to learn about, you know, the Chinese history? Like you pick something and then have AI generate and, they, and they're just like supervising the lessons based on that curriculum. I mean, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm just it's so crazy how that affects the development academia, but then at what point does that pull you away from the other aspects of education, like socialization and training, all that stuff? Yeah, I think it'd be important when doing that to still bring people back together. So it's mm-hmm. like if we're both learning, you know, you're learning football, I'm learning basketball. Well, you know, at a certain point, we need to come back and trade that information with each yeah. other and make sure we're still interacting and, you know, having PE and all the other things. Well, and it reminds me of so. Uh, we had just, you just recorded an episode with a guest, Jessica Stolings Holder, who will come out probably the week or two before this comes out in August. And she's a multi-generational communication expert. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we talked about there that applies to this is she talks about, you know, how, and it's, this is the news. It's not like transfer, you know, no one's it's like, no one's heard of this, but Gen Z specifically is struggling with things like emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and social skills and doing it because so much of their communication has been virtual. Right. It's all been text and video. So they don't know how to like read faces. They can't tell they're, they don't know. They don't understand like social tact, right? They're struggling in those social situations in, in the business world now. And it's like, well, how much worse is that going to get mm. when the only thing you've interacted with is your AI nanny, you know, for your, your whole life or so, you know, it, it, things could get really weird there for sure. For and, sure. And stripping away sort of that, that ability to communicate human to human over time. Well, I mean, I think maybe you could have something built in where it's like, mm. you know, we don't, you know, from a, issuance standpoint, like we're going to issue this AI. We already know based on your cumulative interactions with this AI that maybe you struggle mm-hmm. in these places. And maybe that could be somewhere that's targeted within mm-hmm. your lessons, or, you know, you could be prompted to spend more time with people mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing more collaborative things, but it's definitely interesting. And yeah, it's just funny. We're already seeing that, that, that techno that some a, a generation growing up fully with mobile technology and we're already seeing that socialized impact, you know, in the business world, man. All right. So brain, we're just getting started. We have to keep talking. This is amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm whole, I've been holding back. I've been holding back talking about organization and business and, you know, the crazy, we talked a little like some those, the crazy future, right. Ups and downs. So we got so much more to talk about in part two, but this has been really exciting. So everyone stick around and we can't wait to hear more in part two of with Brandon control. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the leadership after us podcast. If you haven't already, Join us in the modern leadership revolution by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a review on whatever platform you listen to or watch the Leadership After Hours podcast. For a better tomorrow, create a new leader today.